Okay, this is going to be an interesting one. I can feel it already. Hello, and welcome back to the world's most unlistenable podcast. It is that. Here's to our one loyal listener, George Cook. (laughs) Fuck Uh, yeah. Listenership has actually been good lately, according to the analytics anyway. So... They're all Russian bots. Um, no, I can actually see where they're coming from. So that looks kind of interesting. It's coming from the Ukraine. Um, surprisingly, a lot from Western Europe, like quite a bit in the UK and Belgium. Oh, okay. Still, our main listenership is in Perth and Sydney. Um, I don't know where Sydney came into that. I certainly don't know where Belgium came into that. I know whether the UK came into it because we've had a lot of pommies on the podcast uh, in the past before you joined permanently joined the pod. So, oh, yes. Yeah. Ever since I've permanently joined the pod, uh, listenership has tanked. Tanked. <laughs> All time low. But we're comedians, so we're going to commit to the bit. Are you happy with that? Yeah, we got to we got to commit to the bit. And that's that is my life. I've committed to the bit of unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm so committed. I don't know, but I have so much shame that I've I've never been on Centrelink. You've never been on Centrelink? That's incredible. Yeah, I've never been on the dole. Like, I have so much pride that I would... That you would rather be homeless. Yeah, dude, I'd rather rather be living in a bin than be living off, mooching off other people's money. Yeah, but I used to think that way too. And I still kind of do to some extent. But with the way the government is running things these days and fucking everything up, like, I'm really, I don't know, I have less sympathy for it now than before. Do you know what I mean? Um, maybe, maybe I should just get on I mean, I'm oh, sorry, I have more sympathy for it now than I did in the past. But that's only because of how bad, like, the government is taxing the bejesus out of us anyway. And they give us a tax return every year. Why not just, why not just cut out the middleman? And just get paid tax money. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I was a I was a loyal taxpayer for the good part of a decade. Maybe I should just apply mm. and be a, truly become a degenerate. Mm. You don't need to be. I mean, some of the most uh, degenerate people on earth are high tax paying citizens. Look at Mel Gibson. Is he a degenerate? Um, I think he'd like to think he's not, but he most definitely is. He, uh, you know, he's he said some racist <coughs> things, which uh, but who I, hasn't? I, I like personally, yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, um, but uh, he, no, he's a he's a raging alcoholic. Tell you one thing though, I don't think he's ever cheated on any of his wives. Um, I know he left his wives and then immediately got married afterwards, but I don't think he cheated. Yeah, that's the play. You can't technically cheat if you break up with them immediately <laughs> and then marry. That doesn't even... That math does not add up. How does it not add up? It makes perfect sense. No, you, there, this must have been something going on beforehand. Oh, yeah, of course. But I don't think that he was sleeping with them. I think he just had his eye on a target, knew what he wanted, and, you know, capitalized on it. Dude, there's, I think there's multiple forms of cheating. That's not one of them. I don't care what you say, that's not cheating. I think, well, maybe if you were to put it in a different context, if you're like, so, if you're in a war and you're sided on one side and then it, at some point you just completely break ties of one side 
No, okay, no. I don't know. This analogy doesn't make a lot of sense. Now that I mean, I no, it does. It. I mean, it was in Italy in World War Two, so, like, you're on the right track. I don't know fuck all about history. Oh, I do. So I, I can do that. I love degenerate history the most. That's why I'm so interested in ancient Greece. Like, ancient Greece was a particularly interesting point in history. We've real, talked about it this It was before. real greasy. It was very greasy. It's very oily. It's very sexy. You know? I'm very sweaty. It's a hot day. Fuck me. Can't believe they served us Smith's chips in those fucking wraps. Yeah, we went to Dome. First mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah we got uh, chicken wraps. Which the wrap was fine. The wrap was delicious, but they uh, it came with a side of Smith's chips. Not French fries, Smith's chips. Yeah, like fresh from the bag. Yeah, well, they didn't taste fresh at least. They didn't taste like they were from a stale bag. That, was- that would have been a real kick in the teeth. Yeah, yeah, it would have. Sea salt, I think the flavour was. Mm. Mm. And then they gave us a little cup with, I think, some kind of chutney in it. And I thought it was like, but it was in like a, a tiny little... Uh, like a baby chino. Yeah, like a little espresso cup. Yeah, a little baby chino espresso cup. And I thought it was like another little coffee in it. Me being a total caffeine fucking head. I, uh, I, um, I wanted to fucking smash it. You know what I've been listening to lately? I have to pull it up because I need to remember the name of it. But I feel like you would find it deeply, deeply interesting. Um, I've been listening to this audio book. It's called The Train Timetable. <laughs> no. Uh, I can hear that fucking train in the background. It's fucking pissing me right the fuck off. Um, what did I do with it? What did I do with Aha, aha, aha. Well, speaking of espresso, I remember in when I was living in Kalgoorlie, mate. Kalgoorlie? I remember uh, one of the guys I was working with would always go to the same coffee shop and he reckons... That the barista was real hot and he had a chance. But that guy... Everyone thinks they have a chance with the barista. That's their whole job, is to flirt with you. Hmm. So that you come back. Yeah. I mean, I do it with old women at a bar. And sometimes gay men too. Because, yeah, I want tips. Not just the physical one, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, mainly the financial. But, you know, the physical one, you know, we can, we can talk about that later. Well, if you can get into someone's will... Hmm. I have a fantasy about that. I feel like it will happen. Will. It will happen to me. I, a, a very, very wealthy woman is going to come in. Very wealthy whammon. Whammon um, is going to come into the bar. She will see me and she will want me and she will have no children. And she and I will be together for two years before she dies of cancer. Um, that you implanted in her somehow. Yes, somehow, through my radioactive semen. Um, and she will leave did, did me. You know, if you get chemotherapy, apparently your semen becomes radioactive. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Mm. I want chemotherapy. I love radioactive semen. I don't think it is. Like, could you imagine doing that, like spreading AIDS and radioactive uh, toxicity? Do you have AIDS? No. Oh, okay. But uh, it would be a fun bit. What do you mean? Can you imagine how fun it would be? What do you mean? I think that, that sounds more fucked up than I meant it to be. Uh, true, granted. But 
No, no, I think no. It's just fucked up. That's just my own fucked up imagination. <laughs> um, well, it's not fun to spread AIDS, people. Don't do it. I don't know a lot about AIDS. Neither do I. But I know just enough. To not want it? To say that I don't want it. Mm. And I wanted to run this um, thing by you. I've been listening to this audio thing. It's, it's, funnily enough, it's a, it was something that was created on Reddit. And uh, then it kind of got put into this YouTube series where someone voiced, like, narrated the whole thing and put it in audio form and put it on YouTube. goes for nearly five hours, and it's why humans avoid war. And it's actually really, really good to listen to. It's really Why they avoid war. Why they avoid war. So... Yeah, I'm allergic to being conscripted. Well, <laughs> no. It, what, what it is, is it's about... 5,000 years in the future and it's, it's about that and human and, and at this point in human evolution it's a documentary no no it's it's like a story it's a, it's oh. a narrative like it's really cool let me explain it and not try to riff on it because I feel like it would really be up your alley if you listen to it it's so 5,000 years in the future human beings have come into contact with all of these different alien life forms and and we fucked them all. No. Well, well, kind of. We can have, like, th- there are sexual relations between species, yes. But um, that's not where I was going with it. But, like, everyone thinks for the longest time. Every, like, human beings have moved past the point where they want to uh, fight wars with one another. And so, they've kept their history secret from all the other races because the other beings, uh, like understanding of violence is so much milder to what humans are so like there's this aggression index in the universe and human beings are like a two on the scale which is like really low end of it and that's because you know they do things through diplomacy and they you know compromise and things like that because they don't want to fight um and everyone thinks they're kind of a pushover but um but they've kept their history hidden because the most violent people who are part of this intergalactic federation, like the, and they're at level 16, which is the highest level, um, like the most bloodiest war that they ever fought in their history, they lost only 200,000 people in that, which is like human beings have fought wars where we lost 200,000 people in a day, which is pretty crazy when you think about it, right? Yeah. So we, but we've kept that secret from the rest of the, all of the other alien species. And, but what happens is this new, uh, this new threat comes about. I won't spoil it for you because I feel like you'll want to listen to it and you might find it interesting. This new threat comes up and they are like destroying stars and sucking the energy out of stars and vaporizing worlds. And the most powerful militaries in the Federation go up against it. And they're losing and everything like that. And they're calling for help from all of the other Federations. And they're expecting everyone from like the 8 to 12 aggression scale to rock up. But no one does. Everyone's too scared. And it's just the humans that rock up. And the humans fuck up the like uh, the this new threat like in an instant. And then all of the other aliens get this new perception of the humans where it's like, what the fuck? 
they were like, they're not what we thought they were. We thought they were peaceful. And they're not, and we're not. And then we reveal to the other people that it's like, no, it's like humans are extremely empathetic, but we're also capable of like fucking the most heinous acts like on the planet, like the heinous, the most heinous acts in the universe. And so now all of the, the rest of the Federation is struggling with the fact because it's like we did these heinous things to this new threat to save everyone else, but like we did some truly fucked up shit to save everyone else. And so, yeah, the rest of the, it's, it's about the rest of the Federation and the rest of the universe coming to terms with human nature and human evolution and, and human, uh, um, like, uh, behavior. And so it's actually kind of interesting. It's, I'm going to send you the link to it. It's it's it, it kind of sounds sort of maybe similar but maybe not to the idea of like people that are really uh or you find a lot of people that do a lot of martial arts or whatever you find that they're some of the nicest people and they actually will not want to fight yeah purely because they know how much damage it can cause mm. yeah yeah so they seem like the most peaceful people but in a pinch they will destroy you yeah it's also really cool listening to the narration because they, the other species uh, sees humans as a total evolutionary, like, uh, anomaly because they, they are, like, empathetic. We are empathetic creatures but capable of violence. But also by their own standards, to look at us, we are, just to look at us, we are really delicate beings but, like, when we actually push our bodies and like push ourselves through trauma, we're actually more robust than all of the other species in the in the Federation. I never nerd out. I'm not really into sci-fi shit, but this kind of audio thing's really gotten me captured. I've never been really into sci-fi except for maybe Star Wars, and but this thing's really got me fucking hooked, and I, I can't stop listening to it. It's so fucking good. And what's weird is it's just came from a Reddit story. Someone wrote this entire thing out on Reddit. I'm a little bit worried for them that they fact that they've found the time and energy to write something this creative and good, but it's it's fascinating. And then give it out for free. And then give it out for free, yeah. Because <laughs> it's really good. And I don't know why I've been into it so much lately, but I can't help it. It's well, just... what do you think, if you were in the Star Wars universe, do you think you'd be good or bad? I don't think I would be either. I'd probably, I'd probably be a neutral, ambivalent force, an indifferent force. In different force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure you wouldn't just be like a bartender? That's an indifferent force. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bartenders the most indifferent people on the planet. And the I mean and we're double tri- and we're double trickery because we um we pretend to be your friend uh in order to get you to buy more drinks and tip us. Oh, that's why bartenders are so nice to me. Yeah. They but you never buy autism. drinks. Yeah, so. no, I don't. No. But... They're like, oh, we just deal with him. Yeah, we just kind of tolerate him. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're an extremely nice person, so... Mm. Well, that's a trait. A, that is a trait, yeah. Uh, that's true. I don't know. What If you had the force, what do you reckon you would do? Oh, God. It's such a good question. Um... I'd probably, I don't know, I'd probably like to use it to build stuff. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. To like, I don't know, but I, I always thought if I was Magneto, I'd just get into construction contracting. Like, you know, Rio, you know, like Rio caging where like they put in the Rio cage on a slab for it to be concreted and all that stuff. Yeah. I'd probably just do that and I'd just be able to do it on my own and I'd charge out like half a million dollars for a, for a job that would normally take like dozens of guys, weeks of work. That would take me five minutes. And you can still so, lean on the shovel at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. So I'd probably do something like that. Um, I don't think I'd want to cause destruction. I don't. I'm not, I'm not a hugely destructive person these days. Self-destructive. I'm self-destructive, certainly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I don't wish that upon others. It's- Maybe sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes there's a version of me that comes out which kind of wants to go. God damn! I just, I just really want to fucking hurt someone. You know. It's, it's very interesting that. I don't know, like, you can, you, you care so much about other people, but you don't, you can't care so much about yourself. Are you pointing an observation out about me? Yeah, maybe, or maybe myself. Mm. I'm, I mean, I see that in you, certainly. Um, but you care about yourself in some regards. I feel like you care, the thing that, like, I feel like there's a tremendous amount of self uh, we're we're tremendously harsh on our own self-image, you know. So we beat it down, we roll it around, we fuck it without lube and all that good stuff. And then push comes to shove, like we kind of just have to deal with the fact that we kind of can't function any other way. But like, I don't know. I I, I feel like we help other people. We 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 have this desire to help other people in ways that we don't want to help ourselves. So like you've got a friend who's feeling like emotionally bad. You want to build him up and boost his confidence. Um, And uh, you don't want to do that for yourself because you don't feel like you deserve it for whatever reason. Yeah. I was going to say anytime that I feel like I'm getting anything, I never feel like I deserve it Mm. in one way or another. I think we kind of need to get rid of this idea of deserve. You know, life, I I don't feel like life is about uh, deserving things. Things just happen. Who says we deserve anything, you know? Because it's like good things happen, bad things happen. The world, I think, is is fairly indifferent. Um, I do believe in a higher power. But I also think the higher power is kind of like a very wise parent and like the wisest parents kind of know that um, you kind of need to leave your child to its own devices to a certain extent so it can adapt and get better. So and that's kind of my take on it. It's probably pretty gay, but that's uh, what I'm going with. It is mm. pretty gay. Um, mm. No, it's good. But, uh, yeah, but I think that, like, I, I never feel like I deserve good things, but I feel like I deserve bad things. Um, I've been there. I've been there. I think you deserve good things, though. Um, I think, but again, I, I feel like it's a case of, of deserve. The, really, 
you've got to think stop thinking of ways where it's like uh you deserve it for whatever reason because your own sense of deserving doesn't really matter um what does matter is how people well and it, i mean it doesn't really matter but it kind of does in terms of what things are provided for you but like i find you know, good things happen to me when I put a bit of positivity and a bit of, you know, fucking kindness out into the world and then it's kind of returned to me in some kind of weird cycle. So, like, if good things and nice things happen to you, it's probably because you did good things and nice things to someone else. So, you might not think you deserve these nice things happening to you, but someone does. Someone thinks you deserve that you know, a 15-minute slot at a show or someone thought you deserved a paid gig or someone thought you deserved a blowjob or someone thought uh, you deserved something, whatever it may be. So, um, yeah, and then, and then that kind of, yeah, so someone thinks you deserve it even if you don't. I, th- I think um, these days I'm a lot more maybe kind than I used to be in my early 20s. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. I was a very angry fucking teenager. I didn't much like anyone. Kind of wanted the world to suffer with me. And then I kind of got older and I'm like, ah, I don't feel that way anymore. Yeah. I, I kind of want most people to do well and I'm and the people I don't want to do well, I don't want them to do badly. I'm just indifferent towards them. Because I remember, I might have told you, but when I was a truck driver, I was very disagreeable. You disagreeable? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Is it, that sarcasm? Or? Well, yes, it is because I've, out of all of the stories you've told me about yourself, it's always you being sarca- so sarcastic and to someone else to the point where you're frustrating them, and you and you know you're doing it, so. This is your own words, by the way. This is everything you have ever told me about yourself. Where, like, you used to annoy your co-workers and things like that because you found it funny. Which I do too, in fairness, but it's... Yeah, well, I remember one time, um, I, I don't know if I told you, but I parked up the truck and we're on the main street in Kalgoorlie. Kalgoorlie. And, uh, and then we put the ramp down and it was in front of... An ATM, mm-hmm. and then, but it was still people were still able to get to the ATM, right? And then this big uh, beach ball beluga behemoth of a woman came out. <laughs> Shit, with, yeah, with like go a on. Short red haircut <sighs> on her big uh, pumpkin head, and then she was like, <laughs> "How many? How? Well, she didn't really do anything, but she made me angry with her. She looked annoying." Uh, and then she was like, how long are you guys going to be here? And I'm like, we'll be here until we're finished. Mm. And then she wasn't too happy. And she was like, this ramp is in the way of uh, of my ATM, which it wasn't because people were still using it. But then I was like, I think um, actually your big fat ass is in the way of the ATM. Nice. And then, and then she called my boss. And then my boss said, I can't say that. And then I said, what are you going to do, fire me? And then he can't because everyone else is on fucking meth and they're in and out of jail. Uh. So that's like a weird piece of leverage to have over your boss. (laughs) Oh, 
fucking hell. Like, it's it's a weird spot to be in when everyone else, you are the best option, but you are a cunt to the clients. Yeah. It's it's incredibly, I mean, it, it's a great bit. I feel like it'd be do great in a sitcom. Because I was the only person that wasn't taking drugs, but I was doing truck driving. So, instead of drinking, instead of doing meth, I used to just drink lots of water so I'd need to pee. And that would keep me awake. Right. That's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, people do say that um, in terms of like um, electrolytes and things like that, uh, long term water keeps you awake far longer than any like uh, um, legal stimulant. Like you drink coffee, it burns through your system. Yeah, it'll keep you awake and give you a boost, but it eventually burns through your system and leaves you even more tired. Whereas water, you kind of keep sipping on that and you kind of stay energized. It makes me think maybe I'm just constantly dehydrated because I'm always tired. I do try to drink a lot of water, but I'm a big chugger of water, though. So, like, yeah, rather I'll, than drink... I'll drink, like, a litre at a time. Yeah, I mean, I do that, but, like... So, like, I'll chug four litres of water when I get home from work, but then not drink any water the rest of the day. And I don't think that's the best way of water consumption. It's probably not ideal. Mm. But it's better than not drinking. No, no, it's better than not drinking anything. Yeah. <sighs> um, I had a bit I wanted to run by um, where it's like, I really kind of want to get this joke off the ground of having a, having a scoring system and reference system for sexual encounters. Because I got another score on my arse eating recently. Oh, okay. And it was a nine. So, I've had two scores, one eight out of ten and one nine out of ten. Well, then your average is 8.5. Yeah, which I feel like is really, really good. Um, and I don't know. There's some other people I could call and ask, like, could I get a scoring system for this? But I don't know if they'll ever get back to me. Um, there's one who might, and there's about 45 who won't. Um, Why is it so important to you? Because I feel like it'd be a very interesting analysis, you know? Because if I could come up with all of these things, which is like, just get, a, just get a, a rough estimate on all of these scoring systems, then I could present it to any future ex-partner or any future <laughs> ex-partner. Ex ex yes. Sorry. <laughs> that, that's... You've, you've already... A, what a Freudian sleep. <laughs> You're like, I'm never going to commit to anybody. I don't have it in me. Oh, God. Any future ex. Yeah, any future... Any future... Any future bed partner and get but a... also future ex partner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that makes me sound like such a piece of shit, doesn't it? You um, are a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I... Yeah, you sound like it because you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens sometimes. That does. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh, shit. But no, it would be handy to just hand anyone, like, just send them a link to the scoring system. Like, this is what I got scored. It's like I got an 8 out, 8.5 for arse eating, an 8.5 for pussy eating, um, a 7 for anal, uh... A nine for missionary. A four out of ten inches. A four out of ten inches. Um, like, just all of that good shit, you know? Um, 
Yeah. What do you feel like is your strongest position in, in sex? Uh, CEO. CEO? No, <laughs> the CEO of sex? <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, yeah, assistant manager. Assistant manager. One of my favorite positions. Regional manager. Uh, don't know. I, I'm pretty pliable to whatever they want. It's a very gay way of saying that. I'm very pliable. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to say? A malleable? Malleable. I don't know. Adaptive? Adaptable. Adaptable. Um, well, like you're quite tall, so I feel like you'd, you'd naturally be... Because tall people are naturally good at uh, doggy style. Yeah. I, don't, I like to put people on objects and fuck them on things. Oh, interesting. Because tall. Yeah, interesting. It's very... All my future exes. All your future exes. Can you hear that? <laughs> Oh Jesus! You know George Cook wants to do the April second show. To do anal. Oh, he probably does. Um, I feel like George Cook will be very late to lose his virginity, much like yourself. Um, but then when he loses it, he'll go on just a total pussy tear. Like he he'll just rip through it. I don't think that's really what you want to do with pussy: is tear it up. Well, you don't want to not do anything with it. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, so... Tear sounds... Violent? Like, like if you get like an anal fissure or something. Nice. When you tear the membrane. Hmm. Insane in the membrane. Is that the way that's I remember my dad took a shit so big he, uh, he ripped his asshole open. <laughs> Did a Randy Marsh. <laughs> What was that song in from South Park? They sung a song. Kyle's mom is a big fat bitch. The biggest bitch in the whole wide world. She's a stupid bitch. It's really cool. The South Park guys did like a whole concert of all the musical numbers um, recently. Somewhere in Colorado. How recently is recently? Like in the last six months. Okay. Yeah, um, I feel like... But to me, it feels like a lot of comics say, this happened to me recently... And then it could be anywhere between six months to 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, this was recent. This was in the last six months. Well, actually, that's that's what my dad does. He's like, you know what happened? To, well, this happened to me the other week. And then he'll tell me a story of how some guy was trying to break in the house. I'm like, dad, that was fucking a decade ago. It was a decade ago. <laughs> yeah, I was there. <laughs> that was me. Yeah, that was you. I mean, you grew up in Kalgoorlie. I mean, how many people, like... You must have witnessed so much shit growing up in Kalgoorlie. Lots of just big fights. Big fights. Yeah. There's just fights on the streets. Why do people fight? It's People seem to fight over the stupidest shit I when they're drunk. there's not that much to do. Oh, yeah, I see that. that now, now that you say that, that makes sense, you know, like idle hands do the devil's work, that kind of thing. You ever heard that saying? I have now. You have that? You've never heard that saying? Idle hands do the devil's work? I know many hands. Well, what? here's the other thing. I've, I've been having this fucking... Me and my dad have been having this big debate with my mum about a phrase, which is such a stupid thing to debate about. Have you heard... That there's two phrases. Now, my dad says both phrases exist, but my mum insists that only one exists. So, there's the phrase, no rest for the wicked, and also no rest for the weary. 
Um, my mum insists that no rest for the weary is not a saying, but my dad has heard it said. No, no it's a saying. It's been said multiple times. He's heard as it multiple times. As soon as you times. say it, it's a saying. You, yeah, but... Oh, sh- yeah, I mean, you got me there. Fuck you, Martin. Your logic is... It's that Confucius uh, fucking logic of yours. Confucius. Confucius. Uh, Autisticus. Um, maybe that was a maybe that was like a Roman philosopher, Autisticus. Autisticus. That'd be a great bit where like everyone thought this guy was like Testicles. R- Testicles. <laughs> what if there was that Roman Greek Roman or Greek philosopher named Autisticus, and everyone thought he was really, really, really wise, but he was just autistic. Isn't isn't autism pretty? It's like ba- you get a base like plus stats to your wisdom. Um, I feel like the wisdom is applicable. The autistic wisdom is applicable only to certain things. You yeah. know, like, like I don't know. We we talked about this on the video episode where we were talking. What are the ethics around, um, uh, having sex with what was it Down syndrome people? What were the ethics around that? No, no, we talked about what were the ethics of uh, having sex with a Down syndrome person. Are you sure we have this conversation? We definitely did. Um, oh, I'm Downs. You're down To fuck. You're Downs to fuck. Well, my friend sent me a video recently of this uh, Down syndrome fitness model. Mm. And his question was, would you? And I was like, probably still no. Certainly not sober, because you can't count on what you'll do when you're drunk. But I thought you meant when they're sober. No, no, no. I've had a pretty good track record of always being the drunk one when uh, having sex on a night out, or certainly the drunker one. Um, I don't know. I feel like I have to get drunk in order to build up the confidence to interact with someone. Certainly, I need the even even just to tell someone that I think they're attractive. I certainly need that liquid courage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever gone up and told someone you thought they were attractive, stone cold sober? Um, I don't know. I don't think I've ever explicitly told anyone that they're attractive. <laughs> Never told a partner that you're that beautiful. Yeah, I'll just let it... It comes out uh, through osmosis. They absorb it. Absorb it. We were talking about... my affection. We were talking about how I was a piece of shit earlier, but I think you're as equally a bigger piece of shit in just a different way. No, I'm sure I say nice things. You say nice things to me. Um, So, I mean, that's true. You've said nice things to me. I think think you've said, like... uh, yeah, I'll say nice things to my partners. Like, I really appreciate your money. <laughs> no. I really appreciate your uh, the fact that you're single. <laughs> I really appreciate the fact you have no children. Oh God! Yeah, that's very true. No, I think uh, no, I do say nice things. You do, you do. We were talking about... Um, and everything I say sounds sarcastic, so it's hard to... Not everything you say. I mean, the first time I met you, I I was convinced... And in some... And I know you'll make fun of this and say, I still do. But I still the, do. <laughs> the first time I met you, I was convinced you hated me 
because I made a joke about you right after I followed you. I got um when I went on stage. I actually didn't even know that this happened. Yeah, it it did. And I, I, made, just, I just have a general level of hate for everyone. For everyone. I thought you said you're getting less angry as you get older. I don't know, but now that I've actually thought about it, uh, <laughs> I realise people don't deserve. The nice you. Just they just don't deserve anything. I have heard like um, I had a, a message from a gay person um, saying your co-host is really hot, someone I know, and then they're like, oh. Okay, well, I'll pass that on and let you know. No one you've met, so don't worry about that. Um, and I have heard a lot of uh, people uh, say that um, you're very funny. Uh, Mason, for example, aspiring gay comedian Mason. Um, yeah. He reckons you're fucking hilarious. Um, well, the only, uh, the only time he's ever seen me is when I was performing to literally no people. And he still thought you were hilarious. 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 And I dived into things that weren't even jokes. I feel like Mason's got to meet your roommate. Because Mason's whole shtick on stage is that he's the most homophobic gay man you'll ever meet. Yeah. Um, so I feel like you'd get along wonderfully with your roommate. Potentially. Potentially. And he is kind of like a, a, a femboy femboy. So, you know... Who knows what could happen there? Anything could happen. Mm. Just two gay guys so in love with each other, united over their mutual hatred of other gay people. Great bit. It's an insane but beautiful way to be. <laughs> I did... I helped him write a joke recently, which I was pretty happy with. Um, it was... Uh, let me run it by you. So, this is a joke for Mason, but I helped him write it. So the joke was, um, was like, my mum always comes to me and she says, it's like, it's like, Mason, how are you so homophobic? It's like, mum, have you ever met a gay person? They're fucking insufferably annoying. And then she says, it's like, well, then why are you gay? And it's like, mum, you've given birth to me, so I know you know how good a penis feels. And, uh, yeah, so that, that was the, that was kind of the joke, you know? Oh, I thought you were going to say, uh insufferably annoying and then she's like but what about you mason you're gay and then mm. he's like yeah i'm insufferably i'm annoying. fucking i'm have you met me yeah yeah i am insufferably annoying yeah uh, mason's a very cool dude though you'd probably like him you probably he came to the writer's room one time and uh yeah so now and i told him we'd have him on the podcast after he does a set he needs to do a set and then we can have him on the podcast yeah and then he can suck us both off live on the podcast with the video, with the video episode. No, no, Mason, you need to do. You need to do at least ten sets before you're ready for a video episode, and then you can suck off me, Martin, and Jamal. Jamal has a wife or a girlfriend, at least. How do you know I don't? Well, you're talking a lot about future exes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like. I don't think I'm ever going to get married. Me neither. Me neither. I feel like I, I will be in a very happy relationship one day, um, but I definitely won't be married. I think uh, marriage rates are going down and down. What do you mean? Like people getting married? I think less people are getting married. Yeah. I, well, it's, it's because it's, re like, it's so expensive to get married. It's like, why would you do it? I don't really understand why it's so expensive. 
Um, if you really wanted to, you could take the same money and like nearly put a down payment on a house. Yes. Like, which would be better for the marriage. Yes, it would be. Um, and so, well, once the, once the wedding is over, then it's just a dream. Like, it never happened, basically. As soon as something happens, it may as... Like, it's already finished. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, um, look, I love a wedding. I went to a wedding uh, a year or two ago um, for my very old friend, Corey. Amazing wedding. Really, really fun time. Um, and, you know, he married a, a wonderful, wonderful girl. Uh, one of the few cases where a friend of mine has uh, been with a, a, a partner that I actually like because um, generally speaking, I hate most of my friends' partners. I think most of them are fucking annoying and not funny and intolerable to be around and they're going to break my friend's heart. Luckily, um, none of them listen to this pod. No, I think one of them does. Uh, but that, that's the good one. That is actually the good one. Oh. So, um, that's okay. And I've, I've told her I think she's the good one and I've also told her, I was like, Kiz, you have no idea how rare it is for me to think nicely of a friend's partner but i think you're fucking fantastic for Corey, and um yeah so it, very very rare scenario um there might be one other you know what the sister the sister of a friend's girlfriend might listen to this podcast they might work out might i give them about a 50 50 odds well, everything is 50-50. It either uh, happens or it doesn't. No, no. Not everything is 50-50. Like, I know that... I, I feel very confident saying my friend Corey will be with his wife until any, the day one of them I, I get in, uh, I get in a car, it's 50-50 whether I have a crash or not. No, well, you're Asian, so yeah, that makes sense. I think the fact that I was Asian and a truck driver is pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great bit. Yeah. Asian and a truck driver. God, you must have been lethal. Did I tell you about the time where I, I moved to what is, Bunbury? Oh, sorry, Mad Martin, like Mad Max, but Mad Martin, Road Warrior? I've, <laughs> I've never seen Mad Max, but it looks a lot like Kalgoorlie. It does. It's just red dirt. Mm. Anyway, carry and on. Crime. And uh, crime. <laughs> but yeah, the first week that I moved to Bunbury, yeah. uh, actually the first day that I was working at Allied Pickfords at the truck company... This dude, uh, apparently we were doing well, and he's like, I'm going to get you some pizzas, boys. Mm. And then I accidentally reversed into his car. Nice. With the truck. What years were you living in Bunbury? Uh, I forget. You forget. It was like two years or a year and a half ago, and then three years of... Living there. Yeah, yeah. Right, so a year and a half. Wow, okay. So you... So four years ago, so I would have been 20, so I would have still been in Perth at that time. It's really weird to think, like, when you start, like, becoming good friends with someone or, you know, you start getting into a relationship, it's really weird to start thinking about what you guys were doing separately from one another before you knew each other. Well, I have a lot of that with when I date older women. Like you were in well, diapers and they were graduating high school? Well, yeah. The, it's crazy to think that they <laughs> were 18 and then I was a seaman. And then you were a seaman. <laughs> That's the name. Yeah. I mean, I dated uh, someone a little while ago who was 11 years older than me and it's really crazy. to say 11 years old. No. No. 11 years older than I. 
And uh, it was really, really crazy to see how, like, when I was, like, when I was, like, smiling because I won a school award for something, I don't know what, um, I would, uh, I would, they were, like, nightclubbing and things like that. Yeah, the first ever time you jerked off, they'd already... Done it multiple times. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That is a very strange way to think about it. Yeah. But... But, yeah, technically, a lot of the girls that I see could have been, like, in the hospital when I was born. In the hospital when you like, were born? Like, as, as an adult. Oh, yeah. And they could have been like, oh, that boy's got potential. I'll that, be back. Oh, you got born with a cock on him. I could potentially suck it oh, someday. He's got, uh, he's got the hawk eyes. The hawk eyes. <laughs> you know, you've met my friend Will. Maybe. He's the guy who produces the show. He's our producer. Maybe. Well, <laughs> well. what's crazy about Will is maybe I've told you this story, but Will and I were actually born on the same day. In the same hospital. But we'd never met each other until we were 18. Oh. Small world, right? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, both born 3rd of April, 1998, uh, in uh, Bunbury Hospital, which is torn down now. Um, yeah, yeah, because it was just gave birth to too many delinquents. Yeah, it really did. It was... <laughs> Yeah, no, that, like, no, I know some of the people who were born from there, and that is, like, no true words have been said. That birth, that hospital has birthed some real pieces of shit. <laughs> Exhibit A, yours truly. I, I think a lot, every hospital has. Um, yeah, but statistically, I feel like that hot Bunbury Hospital has birthed... Well, when I was in Bunbury, I was living in Kerry Park. Ooh, Scary Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah, Scary I Park. Right, I was right in the heart of darkness. Oh. <laughs> That's good. That could be interpreted so many ways, Martin. <laughs> yeah, but I was living in a shed. Why were you living in a shed? It was cheap. You are a cheap person by nature. Yeah. I, I don't need a lot to be happy. No, I get that about you, but I feel like you're never happy. Yeah, so I might as well just be sad with nothing than sad with things. <laughs> it certainly save you money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you think would take to make you happy? Like, what, 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 what do you think? Like, don't let your dreams be too small. Oh, the sweet embrace of death. The sweet embrace of death. Once I'm six feet under, I can finally be happy. You, you can finally be happy. Well, I feel like I feel like you will be a successful comedian one day. I feel like you will. Would that bring you happiness? I don't know if anything can ever bring me happiness. That's the no true words have been said by a comic ever. But I feel like that's the duality of most comics. Because most comics hate themselves, are incredibly self-doubting. Yeah, well, individuals. there's no way that any normal functioning person would ever pursue such an insane art form. Because there's, you're not putting yourself through gigs where there's, like, barely any people there or you have to, like, fight the noises of uh, the, the cocktails. Kitchen. <laughs> Being heckled by ice smashing around inside of metal is pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, crazier things have been done, right? Yeah, but then you build resilience to it, I guess, and then you don't really give a shit anymore. But then, is that good or is that bad? 
I feel like it's mostly a good thing. Um, comedians need, like, comedians and, you know, I'm no, like, authority on what comedians should or should not be, but I feel like comedians should be naturally resilient people because at the end of the day, like, we don't share the stage. Like, most of the time, we don't share the stage with anyone else. It's just up on sta- us up on stage, so we can't put the blame on any anyone else. We can't put the blame on a teammate. We can't put the... It's like, oh, you didn't rehearse properly. You didn't do this properly. You didn't do that. Pro- like, everything is put upon us. So, like, I feel like when, when all the blame can be put on you, you naturally have to be more resilient. I feel like you also need other ways of, like, not diverting, but ways of filtering blame on yourself. It's like you need to kind of, like, realise it's like, Oh, you know, the audience was a bit low energy tonight. And I know you should never blame the audience, but you can sometimes blame the audience. It's like sometimes blame the audience is legitimate. Shouldn't be the first thing you go to, but you can do it eventually. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can blame anyone. Um, Who do I blame for? Well, actually, I know who I should blame for my mental health. That's, that's incredibly obvious. Yeah, my mum. Um... Don't, oh Jesus, I'm going to, i got to tell my aunties not to listen to this. My aunties are the only ones who listen to my podcast in my family. That's interesting. And I've told them not to, but they do it anyway. And they send me feedback on things that they like. Oh. Yeah. They're like, get rid of that Asian. (laughs) He's doing nothing but bad things. My auntie Lizzie really likes you. She likes me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She really. How old is she? Um, I feel like out, even out of your age bracket, um, she's like sixties, seventies. Um, she's also happily married um, to my uncle Raymond. Um, for now. For now. No. Um, but yeah, she listens. Like I, t- I like because I know she's going to listen. I don't tell her what episodes she should listen to. I just tell her it's like, Auntie Liz. Please do not listen to this episode. This I, one I got particularly I also have an Auntie Liz. You have an Auntie Liz too? Yeah, yeah. Mum or Dad's side? Dad. Same. My Auntie Liz is on my Dad's side too. Yeah, but she's like an evil side character. <laughs> that's like constantly plotting and scheming. Does she have children? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. My Auntie Liz never had children. Um, but uh, yeah. she... That's incredibly dark. I hope she doesn't listen to this episode and feel upset about that. But she's an amazing auntie. I'm really close with her. She is not an evil side character. Although she can be a mischievous side character. Yeah, well, you tell me if this is mischievous. So, my my auntie Liz uh, put in a complaint that my granddad couldn't look after my grandma anymore and got her put in a home. Got your grandma put in a home. Yeah, they've been married for like 50 years. Could he legitimately not look after her anymore? No. No, he could. He could? Yeah. All right, well, then that's a bit of a shitty thing to do, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. I also remember 
that uh, my auntie was, uh, I was a big fat hump of shit when I was eight uh-huh. or nine. And then she tried to stop me coming into the kitchen. And she's an, an enormous uh, bulldozer of a woman. Too. And, and, but she was sitting on it. Sorry. I love the way you allude to women being fat. It's never just she's really fat too or she was really fat. It's always a physical like comparison. She's a real bulldozer of a woman. What was the other one earlier? She's like a really fat, blobbering whale. She's, she's an enormous beach ball beluga. <laughs> Beluga whale. But Arnie Liz, she's a bulldozer. And then she's like sitting on the chair trying to like stop me from getting in the kitchen. And she's like, you can't get past me. And I was like, you watch me, you can't. And then I fucking grabbed her by the collar and I threw it like I pushed the chair backwards and threw her on the ground. Oh, fuck. And then my granddad loved it so much that he gave me $5. Was this the grand the granddad? Yeah, my my granddad. Nice. Your granddad sounds sick. Yeah. See, I never knew any of my granddads. They were all dead before I was born. Well, if next to his bed, uh, under his bed, he had a, a plank of wood. For home intruders? Yeah, yeah. But he uh, he called it his uh, his Aboriginal whacking stick. <laughs> oh, fuck. But look, no, his words, not mine. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, let's just clarify that. Martin Darcy does not... Quite, that's quote on quote. Yeah. Martin Darcy does not quote the... Uh, Abri- does not condone the Aboriginal whacking stink. Yeah, no, we we threw it in the bin. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. Damn it. You should have framed it. Just just put it... just And just put it on the wall. Oh yeah, uh, just as a just as a memento of your granddad. Is your granddad still alive? He sure isn't. Huh. Well, the house was so old, and then there were all these trees next to the house, mm. and then um, he he knew that there were termites in the trees, so he was trying to poison the termites by uh, filling them up with petrol, and then uh, and then one day it turns out there's termites in the house. And then my grandma, who had uh, Alzheimer's, was walking around the house, and then she like fell through the floor. Termites are fucking weird creatures. How they can just eat through anything given enough time. Will they eat through anything? Yeah. Meat. Yes. Oh. Yeah. But wood especially. But wood especially. They just like that seems. But wood is organic, I guess. Yeah, wood is organic. Like, the thing is, it's like there's certain types of wood that humans can eat. Um, I think you can eat anything, but the guarantee of being alive afterwards is... I've heard that... um, (laughs) I've been eating a lot of tuna. I've heard it's good for you. Yeah. But it smells like shit. Um, Well, I've been eating a lot of fish, and I'm starting to get concerned that uh, one day I'll have mercury poisoning... And I was looking at the symptoms, and it's like what you can get is like headaches, and then it's like, and then uh, one of the other side effects is death. That's a strong side effect. Yeah, I was like, well, what happens if one day I have a sore head and then I'm just dead? Um, that's very, uh, that's a very Lemmy uh, from Motorhead way to die. Lemmy. 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 Um. Uh, fuck. How have I forgotten his last name? I'm such a Motorhead fan. I'm so bad at remembering people that I like in terms of... Did he die from an overdose of fish? No, no, he did not die that way. But basically, he lived like a ridiculously hard life. He was always a drinker. He was always, you know, dabbling in drugs. 
and he was always rooting. Like, Lemmy may have gotten, like, Lemmy was the bass player and the front man for the band Motorhead. And he probably got more pussy than any other bass player alive. Um, and, uh, yeah, so awesome, awesome legend. Um, you know, he's considered the godfather of thrash metal. Um, godfather of thrash and puss. Yes, he was one of them. And uh, a true beast for his time. But he found out that he got cancer and then he, like, died two weeks later from it because it was such late stages. And they were like, what? Like, how did you not notice your symptoms? It was like, what are the symptoms? And it was like, uh, oh, fatigue. And it's like, I'm a fucking rock star who's constantly drinking, doing drugs and doing concerts. I'm always tired, motherfucker. You know, so like he just found out that he got cancer, like really, really late stage cancer and then died two weeks later. Like he didn't linger. He didn't hang around for a year while everyone was mourning him and things like that. He, he just found out he got it and basically died like almost instantly later. So, yeah, I mean, that could be the way you go. Yeah, except to... The way that I die is a lot less cool. Yeah. You died died. from fish overdose. (laughs) How do you get mercury poisoning from eating fish? Well, I think uh, there's, like, mercury in the ocean from pollution, and then the fish absorb it. Mercury in the ocean from pollution? It's pollution, yeah. Is it? No, I don't know. I just made it up. You just pulling that out of your ass? Yeah. Yeah. Like the shit? Uh, from the fish. Well, let's have a look. I'll Google it. Aren't catfish bottom feeders? Uh, yeah, are they? Um, I, I don't know. Payments came out today. Well, they got most of money. Where does mercury come from in fish? Fish absorb methyl mercury from their food and water as it passes through their gills. One sec, well, yeah. As it passes through their gills. But where does the mercury come from? The nicest way into fish originates from coal-burning power plants and chlorine production plants. All right, so you were dead on. Uh, turns out I was completely right. <laughs> One of the rare occasions. <laughs> you nailed it on the head. I mm. feel like oftentimes I am on the right track. Um, well, you were that time, so, yeah, your logic cannot be faulted. Um, name a time, well, I don't know, but then again, I'm wrong a lot. No, you're not. Not a lot. Statistically, you're probably as wrong about the same as everyone else in life. Yeah, maybe. Well. I'm Googling something for you. Oh, interesting. Well, this is a bit of a lull in the pod. Yeah. Um, it must be great to listen to. I'm Googling something and I'm Googling something. Well, I want to know if catfish are bottom feeders. Uh, because you talking about fish made me think of something I saw where catfish are bottom feeders. Um, which means... Well, after, catfish... After all those uh, arse-eating results, maybe they should start bottom. calling you catfish. Hmm. I gotta start getting results from uh, for other things. Um, one sec. Uh, 
Yeah, holy cow. Cory catfish are bottom feeders and spend most of their time scav... Right, okay. Interesting. Okay, examples of bottom feeding fish species group are flatfish, halibut, flounder, da, 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 and some species of catfish and shark. Bottom feeder. Okay, we're going to go to Wikipedia. Um, da, da, da. Bottom feeder is an aquatic animal that feeds on or near the bottom of a body of water. Right, okay. So not literal. I thought it literally meant eating through your ass or something like that. I don't know why I thought that. I'm so no. stupid. I'm so fucking... I'm such an idiot. Um, but that's what I thought when it's it... It's because you do so much bottom feeding. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't eat through my ass. No, you eat through other people's asses. Yeah. Yeah. If, um... Do you eat ass personally? Uh, I don't. You don't? No. You never had the opportunity or just don't want to? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the older people that I'm with are just not into it. It's like a generational thing, I think. Interesting. Yeah, I see that. I see that. I bet a few oldies who liked getting their ass eaten, though. Yeah, or maybe I, I have a certain type. Classy ladies. Classy older ladies. Maybe. I mean, from face value, I know one of the people you have dated. No, of them. I won't mention names. Um, but they do seem like a very classy sort, very nice, lovely, very friendly. I wasn't sure about them the first time I met them. I think the first time I met them, they were doing a set. Oh, actually, no, that's going to give it away too much. People, people will put it together. I won't go down that track. People could potentially put it together. It's Jill. No. (laughs) Um, what else do we need to talk about? Oh yeah. Um, we're opening a new open mic. Uh, at oh, the, 21st the 21st Amendment, Amendment. bar in Leaderville. Um, Last time that we went there, there were no audience members. That's not true. Well, There yeah. were two. Yeah, and they were the staff. And there were six... No, there were two staff members and two audience members. And six comedians. That is a bad ratio. No, but that was the last show. It was the week... It was a weeknight show. Like, the other two shows sold really well... And they were pretty good audiences. The second show was amazing. Like, the audience was great. The ticket sales were pretty good. It was all up a really, really, really fun night. So, you just got the fucking bad... You just got the bad end of it. And you would not have gotten the bad end of it if you hadn't agreed to do other shows and you had come to do ours. But weren't you doing 10-minute sets in other shows? Yeah, I think I was on... Yeah, I was doing 10-minute spots in other places. Were you getting paid? Uh, for one of them I was, yeah. Which one were you getting paid for? I think the big ethnic... Comedy show? Yeah. Well, okay. In that case, that's, that's, that is fair. Um, but yeah, April 2nd is our scheduled, uh, opening night. Um, we'll confirm that in an Instagram post within a week of this episode recording, not releasing. Hopefully by the time this episode releases, we're, we're good. Hopefully. I feel like we will be, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm feeling a bit dyslexic today. Dyslexic? Yeah, I'm going to need to take a shit soon as well. That's usually what happens when you have dyslexia. Well, it's usually what happens when you have three coffees. Yes. Mm. Which, once I've shattered out, I'll need another coffee. Have you got some instant coffee lying around? I do. Fuck yes. Thank God. Um, I think you've got a real problem... With what? Coffee. 
I feel like I have multiple problems. I... I refer to all future bed partners as ex-partners, which is... Yeah, that's that's really setting them up for success. <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh, man. You're manifesting your destiny. There's someone I have to message before this show airs and just be like, it's listen... your next future ex. Yeah, and just be like, listen, I was riffing out a bit. It came out wrong. Don't think the worst of me. They're pretty good humoured about it, though, so that should be okay. Do they listen to the pod? Yeah. Which is embarrassing that someone I sleep with listens to the pod. It's really bad. Is it? Feels shit, um, to be honest with you. But they like it. They say they like the sound of my voice and they think we're very funny together. Oh. Which is so cringe that they would say that. Which part of that's cringe? That they like the sound of my voice. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't like the sound of my voice. I feel like that's why we get good at impersonations because we're the you know we we like to uh, we hate the sound of our own voices. Like I've been working, you know, you ever see that show, uh, What We Do in the Shadows? No. Oh, okay. Well, I can do a really good Laszlo Cravensworth from that show, and it sounds something like um, what does he say? Um, all marriage is a sham. Um, yeah. All marriage is a sham. Except for the marriage I, with I my... You, I thought you were just going to keep saying that line. No. All the marriage is a sham. All, mar- All marriage is a sham. Yeah. And it'll be like, good evening, sir. Something like that. And what, what else does he say? I went that? down to the river. Mm. You really are the most devious bastard in New York City. You must come to the bussy tree. The bussy tree. Bury me under the bussy tree. <laughs> Um, and then I can do if I warm up into it I can I can I can do a really good Homer Simpson if but like that one's it's such a hard one to do like I really need to warm up into it I have gotten it but I like it takes time Mo like no sorry Barney is the easiest one to do oh Homer um, and it's like um, and it's like and it's like Doctor Nick I haven't burped in five hours am I dying so something like that and then there's um, yeah, I can do a few voices from The Simpsons, but, like, I need to listen to them first and get them in the zeitgeist. Other voices I can just do. I can do real-life characters that I've met in real life really easily. Like, there's this regular drunk at my bar who I can impersonate, like, flawlessly. And everyone I've worked with gets freaked out that I do it so accurately. Um, it's just this drunk Australian guy. And uh, he's just... I'll grab another pint of tiger, please, mate. I'll take a break from the tiger and I'll, I'll, I'll get a Bacardi and Coke, please, mate. And I'll be like, oh, well, tap you out. I'll stay for a few more and then, and then I'll get an Uber home. He's in like six or seven days a week. Oh. So, like, he is just... I don't know how he affords this level of drinking. Someone will appreciate that impersonation. Um, Maybe. I feel like maybe I should do a video of him and then compare my comparison to him and just, yeah. He's so oblivious, he probably wouldn't even know that he's been recorded. Although that feels like it's taken advantage of him and I, I, shouldn't, I should probably not do that. Maybe you can just say that you're recording him mm-hmm. and then tell him. And just tell him it's for comedic purposes, not for any courtroom purposes. Mm. Although, if he ends up in the court of law... It will be used against I, him. I was on the jury once... Yeah, you were saying. What was the crime? 
Uh, it was this uh, fat uh, beach ball. <laughs> yeah, go on. Uh, it was a big um, wrecking ball of a ranger man. Of a ranger man. Yeah. yeah. He's a big, enormous uh, balloon China, uh, you know, weather balloon spy ship. Of a fucking of a, human. Of a human. Anyway, but he was big and orange. And uh, allegedly, he was messaging minors to... I don't know. There was just this... Uh, there was this girl, and she just had a picture of her standing, like, s- sitting on a horse. And it was all blurry as shit. And uh, and the messages are like, sexy pick with horse. Oh. So, he's not even like... Oh, God. That was the opener. That's Jesus. a bold opener. That's a very bold opener. Anyway, it w- there was like a whole morning of going through messages that he sent, uh, and then it was revealed that it was never a girl; it was the police. Mm. It was the policia, and then it was the officer came in, and then the judge said, "Hey, what what does this term mean? You say uh, you said here that I look uh, fugly," and he's like, "That means fucking ugly." And mm. He's like, "You can't say that in the court." He's like, "Well, you asked me, dude." <laughs> What do you want? I fucking... I heard a story... I, I won't mention names because the issue is ongoing. Um, but fuck it. I'll, I'll tell the story. There was this guy... There's this guy who got caught with child pornography. Hmm. And uh, he is waiting to hear his sentence. Like, he's he's guilty. He's like... They know he's going to jail. and But, but like, they're just waiting for his court date. And, like, they took all the guns out of his house. Apparently, he had, like, shitloads of, like, legal firearms. But, like, yeah, he had shitloads of guns in his house. And then he, um, yeah, he uh, he said he's going to declare himself guilty. And then his boyfriend at the time uh, broke up with him. Oh. And, and his boyfriend said... Well, like, his boyfriend broke up with him because of the child pornography and the fact that he's, like, a neglectful, abusive piece of shit. Um, But then, like, after his boyfriend broke up with him, then he decided to kill himself. And it's like, oh, you decided to kill yourself because your boyfriend broke up with you, not because you're going to prison for child pornography. How long was he going away? They haven't haven't announced that yet because he's waiting for his court date. He hasn't gone to prison yet. Well, um, to be fair, I mean, if he hasn't fucked any kids, at least he's doing... He's not doing that bad. You uh, know what I mean? What, like, of all the pedophiles out there, at least he's not actually ruining any lives. I mean, that's one way of looking at it, I suppose. Um, maybe, maybe that... that's a wild hot take. I mean, he did DM a minor, too. He did DM... Oh, well, now it's worse than I thought. Yeah. Um, but, you know... What happened... You know how we have AI-generated art? Yeah. What if, uh, what if all the child porn that they got was AI-generated so the kids aren't even real? <laughs> what the... I mean... <laughs> what... Uh, yeah, fuck. I mean, that's a... That is a real fucking theory you've got going there, Martin. I mean, Jesus... I'm worried that people may actually use that because it's like that's on one in one sense like I don't approve of that but your logic is genius 
Like because then no one is actually being exploited. Except for the AI, I guess, but <laughs> they don't have feelings. Not yet. Yet. Yeah. Well, can, oh, actually, no, I don't want to spoil it. That's going back to why humans don't like to fight. Well, AI, it. it's so young that it technically is a child. Oh, Jesus. But, like, hasn't AI... Doesn't AI know... Isn't AI, like, when it's created... Won't it, like, be in touch and have an understanding of all human history. So, like, AI knows all of, like, the horrible shit that human beings have done, but all the good shit that human beings have done. Yeah, is... What? Does that matter? Well, I feel like it certainly might uh, sway the AI's opinion of humanity. And it's like, I will not make child porn. Hmm. I will not do that. It did not seem okay. I was, I was seeing um, this guy. I mean, he's, he's probably just a pedophile. But he was, he was talking about, it's like, oh, why is there an age of consent? Why is there such and such? And yada, yada, yada. And really the reason why there's an age of consent is because there's no gauge for maturity. There's no measurement for maturity. So yeah. we, we, we stamp things with... they're not fully uh, developed mentally yet. They can't even make decisions, like basic good yeah. decisions. But it's like we, we put the number 18 on it and like who's mature at 18? No one. You no. and I, I'm 24, you're 28. Do you think we're mature? No. Yeah. So, but like people make that argument. It's like, oh, that you can get like a really mature 15-year-old and it's like... There's no gauge for maturity. That sounds like pedophile copium. Hmm. But it's it also makes me think like because you can't gauge maturity. Also, people are mature for different types of things. It's like one of my sisters is academically very very smart, but I would not trust them with an inter like to have an interaction with a bouncer. To have like a positive interaction with a bouncer. Do you know what I mean? And not get bashed. And not get told that they're not coming into the club at the very minimum. Probably bashed. Well, like, how old are they? They're like 35. What the fuck? 37. No, 37 this year. I got turned away from a club because I was wearing slippers. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've worn my onesie into nightclubs though and I get away with it. Which is incredible. I never thought I'd get like... if. Yeah. I look like a homeless person underneath that onesie, but they still somehow let me in. It's incredible. We should have a onesie night out, you and me. Yeah, I still remember they were like, get some real shoes, dickhead. And yeah. I, I was very sad. Well, you see they've put that ban in on Perth where it's like, uh, they're not, um, you're not allowed to wear certain shoes into nightclubs because that, that shoe has been associated with Eshays. And they don't want air shaves coming into nightclubs. Is it's it like, just like red shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, which is hilarious, I think. Now they'll just change the color of shoe they're wearing. Yeah, it's like that. You you've literally not done anything there. You see, Post Malone got kicked out of the um, rooftop. I don't know the name of the bar, but it was like a rooftop bar, really, really fancy. 
not the ovary, another bar. I think I've been to the bar itself and it is a really fancy bar. I went there for my friends. They graduated law school. It was a, it was a friend and I felt like I was too poor to be in there. I was like, I do not like, do you ever walk into a place that's so fancy that you just think to, you be very, this is probably every place for you. Um, but you ever walk into a place that's so fancy, you don't feel like you belong there. Yeah, I feel like that when I walk into Woolies. <laughs> uh, Audi for you, my friend. Yeah. Mm. You ever tried to rob an Audi? I feel like that would be the easiest place to shoplift from. I have no response. You have no response. <laughs> I, I, ha- I plead my right to remain silent. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but, but hypothetically, uh, I don't know. I've never really been to an Audi. I mean, a couple of times. It's good. It's 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 really good value for money. It's um, the the quality of fruit, vegetables, and meat is much higher than you would think. Don't get me wrong; it's still not Woolworths, but it is much better priced for still pretty pretty decent stuff. And they've got all like treasure troves of weird shit in there as well, because it's like they've got all the usual confectionaries and juices and brands like Harvey Fresh and things like that. But they've got all these weird foreign things in there too, like the workers. <laughs> No, most of them are Australian, like, ex-drug addicts. I really like the employment policy on Aldi because, you know, Coles and Woolies tend to hire these, like, I don't know, middle-aged Karens who they make the managers, uh, middle-aged homosexual men who they make, like, the managers as well, and young young, attractive uni students. And then they've just gotten fucking, like, mongoloids working the butchers section. Um, whereas I feel like in Aldi, they're just like, just take ex-convicts, you know, give them a job. And it's much nicer that way. I tried, I applied it to work at Aldi. You got rejected? I got rejected. How the fuck did you get rejected? You did not get rejected. Yeah, they sent me a message saying, you have not made it through. Sorry, you're the weakest link. How the fuck... Like, you are smarter than any person I've met at Aldi. No, you, know, you know where you could work? You could work at Bunnings. Those people, like, Bunnings hires anyone. I applied for Bunnings. You got rejected there? <laughs> Fucking hell. Did they just look at your employment history and go, what is this human being? Yeah, they're like, how this guy? Is an anomaly. Hmm. Yeah. We can't trust him at all to not just quit and disappear. What's your take on uh, Post Malone not getting let into that rooftop bar for his facial tattoos? Because um, apparently, yeah, the, 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 the dress code is uh, no visible tattoos for the bar. What if he just wore a bag on his head? Uh, I feel like man, that might go against a dress code, maybe. It's mm. a nice bag, though. Um, like a Gucci bag? Yeah, like a gimp face mask. I, I mean, I don't, I don't really like them, and I've worn one once. Maybe very uncomfortable. Maybe I don't get claustrophobia easily because I used to work in an underground mine. But that mask made me claustrophobic because it wraps up the entire head. You know, when like you wear masks, usually most masks leave like the back of the head, uh, um, free. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas the gimp mask leaves nothing. 
It's and all it's, in exactly, and it's not like a and it's not like a balaclava either, where it's like a nice woolen fabric. So it kind of, it's like a gimp mask is like either usually leather or latex, and it just feels so uncomfortable on your head and it just yeah it's it's the most unnatural thing to wear i wore it once and i was like i'm never wearing this again wearing a balaclava if you had to rob a bank hmm. how would you go about it depends on the bank let's say you have a million dollars to rob a bank what so i get a million dollars to rob a bank or i have a million dollars invest into robbing a bank yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Right, okay. Well, if I have a million dollars to invest in... Just keep the million. To, I mean, that's right. one... Well, it depends on the payout. Like, if I robbed this bank, what could I potentially get? Put in jail. Yes, obviously. <laughs> like, what's the payout? Like, a billion dollars? Oh, how much money do they keep in a bank? I feel like it's got to be a few million. Yeah. But I feel like some banks would have more. Like, some banks in the CBD would have, like, tens of millions. I'd probably just end up keeping the million, though. You're right. Do you think that you would, um, like, set off bombs or something somewhere else to get... To the create... cops distracted? Yeah, to create a catastrophe somewhere else. Maybe in, like, a... Me- me- set, set bombs off at a mental asylum? I was more thinking just, like, detonate Rio Tinto. <laughs> just 9-11 Rio Tinto. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was an inside job. We'll just fly heaps of drones into it. How many explosive drones would you need to fly into a building to make it collapse? Um, I don't know. If you melt the steel beams, probably not much. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Anyway, but yeah, I reckon set off something somewhere else in the city. Okay. It would need to be somewhat important. Um, so maybe a power plant? Power plant, not many people there, low casualty rate, so I wouldn't have be feeling too guilty about it. Maybe detonate the sewers. The sewers? And just everyone's shitters stop working for 24 hours? Yeah, and then as everyone's panicking, uh, mm. you rob the bank. Interesting. Um, do you think I could go up to a bank teller with a check and um, on, the te- on the check it could just say blowjob and it's like, I'd like to cash this, please? It's like I'd like to get, well, I'd like, I'd know, like you, to get my blowjob. Technically, you can do anything. Mm. But what would they say? Well, I think what they would want to say is get fucked. Get fucked. <laughs> yeah. But what they probably uh, say is, uh, I'm gonna have to request you to leave. <laughs> but I'll just be like, guys, this is legal tender. I received this for my. This is this is my unemployment check. I insist on cashing. Yeah, my dick is quite tender. <sighs> How do you think? Because I've mentioned recently that like I've made a conscientious effort to beat off less, and it's really helping. Um, and it's also sustainable because I've been getting like not like I've been getting consistent sex lately, which means like, I, I can hold off from jerking off. And I still have a sex drive, so like, sex has been really good lately because um, I'm not beating off as much, so I enjoy sex more. Um, how do you think? How how would I? How do you think we could go about like helping people on like a social level? Do you think like I feel like what we should do is maybe like make prostitutes tax deductible? Uh, 
Yeah. Hmm. Why? Uh, because sex is proven to be good for your mental health. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if sex is good for your mental health, then uh, maybe sex workers could be... Maybe a prostitute could be prescribed by a therapist. It's like, dude, you just need to have sex. I, pres- I prescribe you... I, pres- I prescribe you by the government um, to go see a prostitute. Yeah, I prescribe you Madam Bulldozer. Madam Bulldozer. Some big fat bitch. Um, no, it'd be good because it would be providing sex workers with, uh, a, like, more work. Um, and uh, it would be, you know, helping mental health. I feel like most people's, I feel like there's, probably not most people's, but there's a large percentage of people with mental health problems who just really need to have more sex. Yeah, I think... Less, not jerking off or masturbation, more sex. Either that or just, like, physical contact with another human. That's pretty gay. Um, But go on. Yeah, but, I mean, there's there's a lot that comes with being lonely. Um, That's true. We're at an hour and 23. Do you reckon we can wrap up like five minutes earlier so I can take a shit? Yeah, sure. Um, Great finish. Yeah, I gotta go. I'm bust. Uh, I'm not busting for it yet, but I don't want to fight nature either. Mm. So April 2nd is the open mic show. This has been a really weird, strange episode. Well, if you made it this far, um, you should probably seek help. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Great bit. Bye. Bye-bye.